Hello everybody and welcome back to Goldbridge Saves Football. It's the weekend edition. Well, it's Friday and we're here to preview the Premier League games of the weekend. We're here to play Goldbridge. We're here to talk about the biggest game of the season, which is going to shock you. So I hope you are already sat down. We're also going to do the Premier League's best ever 11. Will, you won't be in that. You wouldn't be in the worst 11, but uh, you're here. How well, let's let's not spoil things because you're preempting it. I could make it. Uh, prolific t- back in my year five days did run out after that, but I'm very excited. Uh, live shows coming up Monday. I'm looking forward to seeing those ultras, ultras, ultras. Um, big relief for me actually just to be sat in this chair talking to you because thanks to the lovely people at in the Spotify comments, I have kept my job. The jingle post, the jingle poll went up, eighty-one percent in favour of keeping the jingle, and the comments were more jingles, if anything. Yeah, there was a comment I mentioned the other night from a negative person who who will go unnamed, although let's call him uh, Joe, who said that um, the jingle sounds like something that would impress a five-year-old, and I just left it at that. Sent and that's the very much our audience. Yeah. Well, what? Well, what? How? Jo- yeah. Anyway, look, the, the police were informed. We left it at that. Um, Anyway, also a, sorry, there was also a, a guy that said if we shouted out his restaurant, he'd give us a free meal in certain mm. Coldfield. But um, I think, you know, if we'll save that for when we really want it. Yeah, definitely. 100 percent. OK, um, right. Well, there's some massive games to come this weekend. And uh, obviously, uh, we've got Villa hosting Arsenal. Arsenal, fantastic late win against Luton. They're still, well, they're up there. They're a title contender. Um, also, we're going to do a few either-ors and uh, my biggest game of the weekend, which I think is Newcastle against Spurs. But before we do any of that, uh, we'd like to bring these things into the show as well. We're going to do a best ever Premier League eleven just for a bit of fun, because we can. And um, it's something that needs to be done, Will. Um, it, it certainly fits podcast criteria. And uh, I think there's a few either-ors in here as well, um, from, from what I'm going to suggest. Uh, I, think them, I, think, I think this is going to pop off on the Spotify comments here, because you can get yours in, of course, as always. But uh, I'll let you go first. Uh, uh, Will first. Sorry, I said ladies first. That's, those rumours are not true. Um, well, never say never. Let's keep the audience guessing. I think the main thing is for us to pat ourselves on the back and what we are five months into this podcast venture and we have not done this yet. So I think that's a big pat on the back because mm. there's been so much great action and we're trying to save football. But the day hath cometh um, and it's goalkeeper to start with. And I pretty much think it's an easy one. But I would caveat with if we were doing this maybe in five or ten years time, of a different generation and a lot more sort of scope of work. It probably would change, but mm. I'm going You're on the... you Alison, aren't you? Yeah, Alison, maybe even Edison, but I'm going on the nostalgia side and I'm going for Peter Schmeichel just for the amount of award-winning saves he made and the amount mm. of match-winning saves he made as well. Well, it is a Premier League all-time 11 and I agree with you on Peter Schmeichel. The funny thing is, I did do a bit of research on this. I wrote my team down and then I just typed in Premier League 11s of which, like you said, this is month five and we're only doing this now. Um, This is the staple of any lazy uh, producer who works in football, let's do a Premier League eleven, And um, th- some people did have Petr Cech in there, which I respect. Uh, Van der Sar was in some of those as well. But for me, it's Schmeichel. Um, I've, we'll alternate on these. Um, let's go right back. Now, we did this the other week. But we had this Kyle Walker, Gary Neville thing. I mean, for me, in an all-time Premier League eleven, he, da- he, doth, he may talk a bit of nonsense um, as a pundit. I mean, I wouldn't put him in, in, in a pundit. Uh, 
Premier League eleven, but I would certainly put him as a right back, Gary Neville. I, I completely disagree, and uh. I think this is where the the modern modernness needs to take over. I think it's got to be Kyle Walker because if not, he'd be playing for Leighton Orient without pace. Oh, Mark, dearest yeah, Mark, thank- if we're going true. down the old route today, uh, you are you're talking utter pig's muck. Um, I think yeah, Kyle Walker technically attacking, defending the trophies by the time he's going to finish his career, if not now, uh, what he's done at international level. I know it's a Premier League eleven, but I think Kyle Walker over Gary Neville any day for me. Nah, I think uh, it's definitely Gary Neville, and I'm going to oh, pull rank because let's just do a Man United eleven then. No, well, you're right. It has started off well, and Man Ronnie United Johnson have centre back. Well, we have won the most Premier Leagues, will so it's not surprising. You know, stop trying to be recent. Stop trying to be recent. Take pace away from Kyle Walker. It's like taking bats away from Batman, or um, I don't <laughs> Does know. He do anything with his bats? No, but he is Batman. Look, look, I, I'm not. I'm not having it. We're moving on now. Centre back. This is this good. Centre backs is going to get really controversial. What would? What was your centre back pairing? I'm changing mine on the fly. That, that's on the running order. I'm going to go. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I put. I'm, I've got on my sh- on my sheet, Mark. I've got John Terry and Rio Ferdinand. Oh God, what a surprise! Brexit FC from Will. <laughs> I mean, so basically, we're, we're going to what what what's going to happen is because I know you're going to say Ashley Cole at left back. You're telling well, obviously. me. Obviously, you're telling me a Premier League eleven best ever is all English. What a no, load no, of no, nonsense! No. Roy yeah. Keane from Ireland. No, back four. Yeah, he's playing. You've got, I, was, I was just alluding to my midfield. I'm not having this. That's well, my I'll give you Virgil van Dijk then. This is my biggest problem. You can't have an all-English back four in a Premier League eleven. It just well, who, doesn't who make any having? sense. I've gone with Terry and Vidic. Uh, all right, well, I've got one player different then. Yeah. At least it's not. At least it's not English. I mean, look. To be fair, Rio does deserve a shout out, and I actually think you're right to mention Van Dyke for me, and even Vincent Company. So Vincent Company, was, yeah. So there was some good contenders. I mean, if you want to go really far back, you could mention Tony Adams, but most people who watched him play are dead now. Let's be honest. It's it's that long ago. <laughs> I mean, um, you watched him, and you you are forty. How old are you now? Sometimes I feel like I'm not far away, to be honest. But no, I, I think I would go Bidditch and Terry. Are you happy to go with that? No, but you're in charge and you pay my wages, so... I can't have an English back four in a Premier That's League all 11. I've just got to have a... Podcast. Well, if you don't want Vidic, say Van Dijk or company then. No, I, I'm I'm happy with Vidic and, yeah, I just, you, you know... You, have you want it, Vidic you have and it. Rio instead of Vidic There's and Terry? There's bigger battles for me to fight later do on. Want, do you want Vidic and Rio instead of Vidic and Terry? No, no, you t- you take the lead on that because when we get further down the 11, you, if you think this is toxic, it's going to absolutely stink in a bit. Left back, I think Dennis Irwin over Ashley Cole, but oh fuck off! No, no chance. He's brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. You're just going off the Roy Keane court. Let me tell you, Dennis Irwin was one of the best guys I ever played with. He's a great roommate, a reliable left back, and I will not have a bad word said against him. Why is Mrs. Brown's boys on this podcast? <laughs> Started off no, pretty well. I watched Dennis Irwin. He's he's better than Gary Neville at right back. I'd put I'd put Dennis Irwin at right back ahead of Gary Neville. To be honest with you, he's massively underrated. But I will go with Ashley Cole because it's I know the the, the 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 listeners will be going mad about it. But I'm telling you now, Dennis Irwin was a fantastic fullback. So our back five: Schmeichel, Neville, Terry, Vidic, Cole. Yeah. Not a, not a lot of. Uh, but but also just there. to get a little bit technical, like until. You know, for the first 10 years of the Premier League, it was probably predominantly English. And obviously, the, the foreign players have come in a lot more. And obviously, that has expanded. So, and 
we've grown in that era, haven't we? So we are probably a bit more nostalgic towards those. You know what, though? I think it raises a good point. And it was my biggest concern when we were doing this. It's not hard when you're doing a Premier League all-time 11 to get 10 English players in. There's only really no, the goalkeeper. Not. There's only really the goalkeeper. And you could put David Seaman in if you wanted to. And and that, to me, is bollocks. I mean, we've not won anything since 66. You can't have a Premier League 11 of predominantly English players. That is just... We're just deluded. But even I was nearly doing it. I had to check myself a bit. Uh, Anyway, um, midfield three, holding midfielder. For me, it's got to be Roy Keane. um, But you could consider Kante or Vieira. They've done very, very well in their time in the Premier League. So shout-outs for them. Would you uh, oppose me on that? No, because I'd, 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 oh, excuse me, excuse me, I'll come over, I don't know what happened there. I would give it to Roy Keane because I would give him the captain's armband and mm. to say that for this eleven is an absolutely sort of glowing indictment. It's, it'd be a pleasure, he'd go, it's, I can't do Roy Keane. I don't know if it would uh, be a pleasure to play with him actually, I'd, I'd feel quite nervous. Um, the, the rest of the midfield I struggled with, I basically said you've got to go for one of Gerard, Lampard and Scholes um, yeah. and then... I think De Bruyne. So I just sort of went two from that four, really. Well, I've got down Gerard and Scholes for the other two. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't argue with that, and I'm not going to, because I was like De Bruyne and stuck between Gerard and Scholes. So let's kick uh, De Bruyne out. Yeah, happy with that. I think Lampard obviously deserves a shout as well. I mean, more than a bloody shout. But I think if I'm picking a team... Gerard and Scholes in a two with Keane behind sounds better than Gerard and Lampard and Scholes and Lampard. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that as a midfield three, Keane, Gerard and Scholes. But again, it does massively concern me that it's, I mean, Keane is Irish, but um, it's still very, very English orientated, isn't it? Yeah, we're still just, again, I just, I just. Yeah, but a lot, who's the, the, you've got to think as well, There's a, we've had a lot of great players that have come from abroad and played in the Premier League but that filters down when you say right who had five six seven seasons yeah. at the very yeah. top of, in the Premier League and that's the difference with those English players yeah yeah I agree and I think Yaya Torre is a good shout as well he was yeah. good for a couple of years and I think it is that longevity you're right um so yeah we've gone we've, we've got the midfield sort of Keane Scholes and Gerrard um on the right hand side um I would say Notable shout. Well, have you got what? I suppose. Uh, yeah, let's Do go. Do you want me right to ahead. read my three and you pick? Yeah, but my my only concern about this is I read some when they've got like front threes of uh, Henri, Kane, and Ronaldo, and I'm like, that's not no, no, a front no. three. That's oh. that's Ben Foster putting Kane on the wing again. We're not having that. So I went for me on the right hand side. It was a toss up. Bet- I mean, this would be imagine a toss up between Salah and Hazard. It's the, the mind boggles. But the it was it was Salah or Hazard for me on the right. I've got Henri on the right. He's not a winger. He played off the left and he was up front. Yeah, but no, but he he did start his career out of that. So I I've, I tell you what, I've got a front three and I'm changing it on the fly because I did miss out one notable person. I've got on the right Henri, striker Alan Shearer, and on the left I'll have Ronaldo. We've only agreed on one. Okay, who's your front three then? So I've got Ronaldo on the left, tick. Yeah. Salah on the right because longevity, yeah. unbelievable. And he actually is a right winger, whereas Henri isn't. And then up front, I was stuck between Henri, Rooney, Shearer and Kane. And I just couldn't... I've I've gone. I want to go for a balance. So Salah's going on the wing. 
right, Ronaldo's going on the left, and then you've got to pick one <clears throat> between Henri, Rooney, Shearer, and Kane. And I think I know who it's going to be. But what, what, what I will say, and, 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 and for the producer, this is a clip. I'm telling you now, Will, Harry Kane or Alan Shearer, either or, the answer is Harry Kane. Harry Kane is a better footballer than Alan Shearer. And only probably in the last 12 months has he taken that mantle. And Alan Shearer is probably going, no, because he's arrogant. And he had to be. He was a very good goal scorer. But I'm old enough to remember Shearer. Fantastic goal scorer, as is, Roy, uh, as is Harry Kane. But Harry Kane's overall game, and he was going to smash that goal record at a club that was never going to win the league. You know, Shearer won the league at Blackburn. He was going to break that goal record if he'd stayed at Spurs. So... Shove your record up your arse, Alan. And second of all, his ability to dribble with the ball and be creative is on a different level to Shearer for me, Kane. And I just don't think people have woken up to this yet. They will, but I think Kane has surpassed Shearer now. I think he's a better player than than Shearer. So I would put, yeah, I would I put Kane ahead of Shearer. But that's because Harry Kane's been allowed to be a good player now, especially with modern football and the you know the get the way his games progressed and his move to Bayern Munich. Alan Shearer would not, and that's not in his locker, be allowed to do that game, especially with like the ten lumps he got kicked out of him per game. He was never the club that player, he was playing though. for. No, I'm not saying he was, but like I don't think you can. I know it's a it's a great clip for the either or, but I don't think you can have that comparison because although they are traditional number nines, even as a subcategory, they're different sub number nine. They're different number nines in that sense as well. The big worry for me, I haven't got Rooney in, and I don't know if that's recency bias because we just drew nil nil at Rotherham, but. I need to get Rooney in there as well. Um, well. This is tough, this is. To break it all down, I would have to put Thierry Henry up front anyway and bin off Shearer, Kane and Rooney. I just think Henry, I, I couldn't stand him at Arsenal, but he was just untouchable for a few years. I think he he would have to be a forward. I mean, he's not he's not your traditional forward though, but then if you've yeah, got Ronaldo and Salah. What about, what about Henry on the right, Ronaldo on the left, Rooney through the middle? No. I'm not putting right. Henri on the right, right wing. He's never been a right winger. Oh, this is tough. Mo I mean, Salah's a better God right winger podcast. than Thierry Henry. Yeah, yeah, but this trying to make the best eleven here. So you're going to leave out Wayne Rooney. Unless As you're a Man United fan, you're going to leave Wayne Rooney out. Yeah. Right. If you're happy to do it, I'm happy to do it. Well, I've left Ryan Giggs out. Yeah, but. Probably for the best. Yeah. But look, I'm happy with this team. So at all time, Premier League 11, get yours in because there's going to be some real debate here. We've got Peter Schmeichel in goal, Gary Neville at right back, John Terry and uh, Vidic as centre-back with Ashley Cole at left-back, Roy Keane, Gerrard and Scholes, and then Salah, Henri and Ronaldo as our front three. That's a good team. Now, people will compete with that, but nobody can really moan about that because there are... Man United are the most successful side in Premier League history. There's a few in there. But you've got a Liverpool player in there. You've got a couple of Arsenal players in there. Depending on who claims Cole. You've got a couple of Chelsea players in there. Got a couple of Liverpool players in there as well. I think it's a good good balance. Um, Did did you give me Kyle Walker or not? No. There's no no Man City City players in there. there. Get in. Get it. It ties back to Monday's conversation. That does. No, I think we need a Manchester City player in there because when right. I was thinking of these teams, you think of era. So you go to the Man United one. When Chelsea got taken over by Abramovich, you go to that era. Then obviously Manchester United and Arsenal. Um, 
If and you said to Pep Guardiola, to if, you, if we rang Pep Guardiola up and said, me and Will have done an all-time Premier League eleven, and uh, we want to, we 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 we, we, were, we were desperate to get a Man City player in there, and we did. He'd go, oh, lovely, great, great. I don't know how he talks. Who did you put in? <laughs> Kyle Walker. He'll go, piss off, and put the phone down. He don't want Carl Walker as think, his representative in a Premier League eleven. Who do you think he'd put in if he'd he want, if he could change one position? Who do you think Pep would choose from his Manchester City side? I think he'd get he'd find a way for De Bruyne, isn't he? Which I don't. I have think an argu- he'd find a way for David Silva. Maybe, maybe it'd be wrong, but uh, yeah, um, De Bruyne <laughs> could go in for Skulls or Gerrard. But we'll stick with our team. Get into the comments and let us know. Let us know what you thought. I quite enjoyed that one. That Elite. was good. I'd, I'd very much say it's your team, but it is your podcast, so. But, well, no. Um, <laughs> I, just think, I just think you didn't get the brief. I did get the brief. I literally got the brief, read the brief, wrote my team down. And, and put I'm Thierry just saying, on, wing, on the wing. I'm, what I did, you want to see my first 11, because when you were reading them out there, I was like, fucking hell, I've missed him. I've missed yeah. him. So yeah. it's good to talk these things through. At least through. they put Jared like, Bowen in. Yeah, Jared, Jared Bowen. I was trying to fight Jude Bellingham in there, but he never played in the Premier League. Um, Stephen Carr could, could have gone in at right back, but yeah, more on that later. Right, okay. Lovely stuff. Get your comments in on there. Back to the now, though, and not the greatest ever Premier League sides, but a big Premier League weekend is coming up. And uh, I, I yeah, there are some big games. Obviously, this title race rolls on. Liverpool got Palace um, first game on Saturday weekend, uh, Saturday lunchtime. Man City, well, we assume it'll be an easy three points against Luton. Uh, Arsenal go Never. to Aston Villa. But I think the biggest game of the weekend, and I'm going to be hip and I'm going to be real, is... Spurs Newcastle Sunday afternoon. I, I can't wait for this game. Eddie Howe against Ange. Uh, obviously Newcastle have lost Nick Pope. Um, not not in the sense that they they've left him somewhere. He's he's injured for four months. And I think that Newcastle have been playing really well as I saw last weekend and against Chelsea. Spurs were very very good at the Etihad. They'll be on a big big bounce back from that. It's a big game between two clubs that really are probably fighting it out for fourth with Villa. I'm really excited for this because of uh, of one reason as well. I think, you know, we Goldbridge says football. We are trying to say football. We talk about the different things from VAR to refereeing decisions to TV deals. But over the last week, and we're recording this on a, on a Wednesday, but from, from last night, we've had four threes, four threes, three twos, red cards. It feels like we're really getting into an absolute jam buster of a, of a Premier League season where Games are going back and forth. It probably is because of the stoppage time. But when you bring up Tottenham and Newcastle, I think this feels like it's going to go right into that category of hopefully a big scoring absolute Angefest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, which way do you fancy it going? Either or, Newcastle or Spurs. For me, I think um, I think that that Nick Pope injury just gives the a vulnerability to Newcastle's defence, which they've, they've, I mean, look, they lost Botman and the Cells has come in and done well and they're very, very good at uh, at dealing with those things. But we saw at the weekend with the Liverpool game, Kelleher is not Alisson and it doesn't mean that Kelleher's a bad goalkeeper, but the Pravka, I saw him at United, I don't think he's that good when the pressure's on um, and away from home to Spurs. Yeah, um, I've got a funny feeling Spurs might do this. Bit of ange. Yeah, I, I'd say before the Manchester City game with the streak that they were on and all the injuries that were racking up, but going to Manchester City and performing the way they did 
And the result was the main thing because obviously the XG was, you know, Manchester City could have run away with it, but they didn't. They got the point. I think that's going to give them so much confidence. It'll be interesting to see what they do this week. But Ange is just a magician the way he works. You know, that back four, we keep going back to it, but of four fullbacks and some of them, you know, Spurs fans have, have vented their frustration at over their time there. I just think he's absolutely fantastic. And again, ties back to other clubs. It's just a clear philosophy that everyone's bought into with a clear plan and Ange is the man. So with all that being said, I'm going to go for a Newcastle win. Really? You've, you've built that up and you've done a Jeff Stelling, haven't you? Yeah. Let's I've, go, I've let's go to the city ground where Nottingham Forest have been knocking and knocking and knocking and guess what? Stoke have gone and scored <laughs> up at the other end. I actually had the worst day of my life was when Blues got relegated from the Prem and I just finished my shift at Morrison to came back and uh, we were playing Spurs. We just needed to draw and we were 1-1. We just scored in the eighth minute. He went, there's been a goal on White Hart Lane, but which way is it gone? And it went to the thing. He went, it's Pavlachenko. And I just, I started crying and we had a friend. I was about 18 at the time and we had friends over from Sheffield and I was like, oh, my mum was like, it's only a game. And I went, fuck off. And then uh, Julie from Sheffield calmed my mum down because she says, it's actually a lot more than a game, Judith. You need to be respectful. I don't know what the I don't know what the youth of today's relationship with Soccer Saturday is because obviously it's very different to the one I grew up with. But uh, for such a nice bloke, I mean, I say he's a nice bloke. I've never met him, Jeff Stelling, but you know, he, he, he's deemed to be a nice bloke. I must have told him to f off more times than I've told anyone to f off, like because the <laughs> amount of times he'd do it. I mean, I just remember doing it all the time. You know, United would be away to Coventry and he'd go, oh, United have equalised late on and you knew this was going to happen. United are on the attack. They've lost it. Coventry have got up the other end and score. You go, F off, F off. Don't bloody do it. Um, pantomime. Anyway, um, here's a quick one for you as an either or. Ange or Eddie Howe? Well, you were yeah. get, are you going to go Ange? I've got to go, Ange, haven't I? I mean, I, I, my whole podcast career is devoted to a, a man from Australia that it, we've only known for three to four months, really, if you're a Premier League fan, and he, he's stolen my hearts and the hearts of others. And I hate this narrative of like, oh, he's the media darling. Well, why is he the media darling? Because he's playing attacking football. He's got a clear philosophy. He's relentless in it. He's a mm. he's a good, honest bloke. He's normal. So he's not the media darling. He's, he's just... He's just normal and very relatable. So there's no preferential treatment given to him by the, the media. So I, that's why I like him. Um, but I also like Eddie Howe, but Ange for me in that conversation. Yeah, I'd go Eddie Howe because I think with Ange, I want to see a little bit more. You know, I'm, yeah, that's I'm, in the, fair. I'm in the club. I like what I see, but, uh, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I'm not in any clubs and uh, I'm not looking. Um, but I'm just... <laughs> What's that song? I'm not looking. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just, no, that's something else completely. I would go Eddie Howe just on longevity yeah. and what he's done at Newcastle, but come back in a year, see what Angie's doing. I'm excited to see what he can do with another transfer window anyway. Um, yeah, so we've done that one. What about Villa Arsenal? Just quickly oh. as, a, as an either or there. Um, yeah, Arsenal against Luton made hard work of it. I think it really depends on what Arsenal turns up. I know that's a, such a cop-out, but if he puts Havertz and Odegaard together, which he won't, they didn't work. They don't work. So I, I, I'd probably still turn towards Arsenal in this one. They've, they've got into that grind-it-out mood, which is very good when you're in a title race. And uh, yeah, I think that for Villa, whilst they're good, 
I don't think they're that I don't think they can mix it with Arsenal. But then again, R five on a Saturday, I can just imagine doing my talk sports show with a load of Arsenal fans ringing up on the way back from Birmingham saying Arteta out. So I'm 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 conflicted here. I think the interesting thing is, do we have a conversation next Monday? So Arsenal play Manchester City tonight, but you, you'll already know the results, so you can be laughing at us if we got this wrong. But it could be a week where Arsenal beat, Aston Villa beat Manchester City and Arsenal, and then are we having a conversation on Monday that Aston Villa are in a title race? Yeah, well, that's the opportunity for them to do it, isn't it? And they're certainly, they're not a flash in the pan. They are a decent football club, um, but not sitting on the fence. I've just got a funny feeling Arsenal will do this. What about you, Will? I hate to say it, but I think Aston Villa will do it. Oh, just that home that. record is so is so. It just becomes a thing, doesn't it? I think if you're a player going to a ground like that, where it's you look at the record. When was the last time they lost? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen in a row, and it just becomes a thing. And I think Villa and the way Unai's operating, I think they'll really buy into that and, and use it to their advantage. Yeah, well, they're the, I think they're the two biggest games of the weekend, and uh, there are some other. Uh, there are another eight games. I'm not going to say that there might be. There are um, Crystal Palace entertaining Liverpool, potentially difficult game for Liverpool. They've had uh, they've had some problems at Cristanbul before. Um, You've uh, lost out on your bet as well. Peck and bottom went first. Yeah, well, I mean, that was that was always going to happen, wasn't it? But I, I wasn't far off. Palace aren't doing no, that I well. Think, yeah. It's interesting with that one because obviously Steve Parrish loves Roy Hodgson, brought him in when Vieira had, had that tough run of games and people were saying keep him there. I'm just interested to see how far that relationship goes. And Also, sorry, I know we this is championship talk, but about managers just came into my head. Did you see um, Twitter, Twitter darling, uh, William Still, or Will Still, has been linked with the Sunderland job in the championship? Well, it's going to happen at some point, isn't it? It'd be very interesting to see it happen. I mean, I saw that they were looking at bloody Ollie. I mean, they must be bloody desperate there. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, apparently. I'd literally not forgotten about him, but I'd forgotten about him in a managerial sense. Yeah. Uh, Brighton home to Burnley. You'd have fantasy Brighton in that. Man United home to Bournemouth. We've, we've got to win that. Sheffield United against Brentford. Even with the new manager bounce, I think Brentford will be too wily for them. Wolves Forest could be interesting. Hopefully Huang He Chan scores again. He did did the business for me in the FPL. Uh, Everton Chelsea on the Sunday. Depends what Chelsea you get. Fulham West Ham, and then obviously Luton Man City. Which I mean, I can't. I know. I know Luton got. You must be very happy with Luton. Actually, got a draw out of Liverpool. Nearly got a draw out of Arsenal. I don't think. I think. I think Man City are the sort of team that will just take them apart. Really. What did I say? I've been saying it for weeks. I've been listening to Rob Edwards, another great English coach. Been talking sense, looks at the numbers. The game's been trending. Their performances are trending. And we're seeing that, I mean, just by the whisker last night against Arsenal. But I really fancy them to stay up. I don't. Um, right. Uh, any other either-ors? Um, we just well, there was the one from um, Monday that we brought over just about Ch- Chelsea or Brighton. Who's going to have the better season and who's going to finish mm. higher? Yeah, well, I, I'm sort of waiting for this next week as well because I think that there's been these. This great thing about this double game week is that one, we don't know all the results because there's Thursday night games as well, and we can't wait till we can't wait till midnight on Thursday to record the podcast because we're both tucked up in bed, not together, but uh, easily by then. We can be, and um, and. Um, but the good, the double game week makes a big difference for the chasing pack uh, and gaps can be created. And I think Chelsea, depending on what they've done at the weekend and what Brighton have done, 
I think that I've spoken to a few Chelsea fans this weekend because obviously we had the United game and there's a few previews I had to do. And um, there's this general consensus that Chelsea fans are going to be patient with Pochettino, but feel that doing anything this season is a little bit beyond them. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they'll get top four, but I think they could be an out. I mean, it's not Christmas yet. If Chelsea could get them, position themselves into a... I mean, looking at the league table at the moment, Chelsea, they're almost scroll down FC, but a couple of wins. I mean, they are 10 points off fourth place. That's the problem, but they've got to be... It's just so hard. Do you think Chelsea could get top four? I, I just feels very unsettled, like on and off the pitch. And like, mm. just as you start to think Chelsea are getting a bit of momentum, they just start, you know, God knows what will happen this week. So They're I just only don't three points off that... Brighton though. Yeah, but I think that's more reflective of Brighton as well. Like they're not where mm. they well where they were last season. So I think they just don't, they need that consistency. But you know it ties into a bigger problem with the amount of injuries racking up in the Premier League, and they've definitely suffered from that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just don't see it. I think there's the stronger outfits as a whole. I don't think Chelsea will get top four, even though I think they could be an outside bet. But um, I would go with. Um, who would finish above Chelsea or Brighton? I think Chelsea will finish above Brighton. I know that seems a big call, but no, Brighton, I agree on that. Brighton, Brighton will agree. Yeah, I think Brighton are a great team, and I want them to do well. But they've been so decimated by injury, and they're trying to, you know, navigate Europe as well. So yeah, I do think Chelsea would finish. They've got an outside chance of top four. I'm not going to write them off yet. Let's see what happens over the next few weeks. But I think I would would have them finishing above Brighton. Um, right, it's time for Goldbridge. Have you got the scores on the doors? Yeah, so I did the workings out. Obviously, we've not done the midweek games. So I was on a really bad streak of three weeks without scoring a point due to my calculations. And I'm sure someone will correct me if I've got it wrong, but I don't think I have. Um, it's still Mark on 13, but I've gone up to 11. You didn't score a single point for any of your picks. Um, and I had Phil Foden and Ollie Watkins who scored. And that takes the score to 13-11 going into this weekend's huge, huge game week so we've got five scorers we picked you get a point for each goal that they score and um, you get three points if you defender scores and you also get a point for a clean sheet some big games some sort of obvious ones to pick mark would you like to go off with your first pick please yeah i had a bad week last week and it's not hard to do that i mean i'm, I'm, no. I'm waiting for this good week when someone scores a hat trick and you get three points off one player but um yeah, I've gone for a few stronger ones and a few out there ones, um, trying to get at least a couple of points on the board. But I'm going to start off with um, the first game of the weekend, which is Crystal Palace Liverpool. And I've gone for Darwin Nunez. Yeah, I thought you'd go for that. My first pick is um, an Aston Villa player, would you believe? I've said they'll win and I'm going for John McGinn to score against Arsenal. Very good, very good. Well, I've gone for my second pick, and it's Brighton at home to Burnley. Have you got a Brighton player? I've got one Brighton player, yeah. Who is it? No, you go first. Well, I'll get first pick then. I was I was tossing up between Pedro and Ferguson, and I'm going to just go with Pedro. Yeah, well, okay. I've I got Pedro, but I'll have Ferguson down for that one. That doesn't bother me well, too that, much. That, I did put Pedro slash Ferguson because I thought I wonder if he'll go for one, and I that could be divisive. Now we'll have to talk about that next week because I'm I, I didn't know which one to go with. So uh, third picks for us, um, we go to Manchester United against Bournemouth. He's got to score at some point in the Premier League. 
I've gone for Rasmus Hoyland. Wow. Desperate pick there. Uh, going to the Brentford-Sheffield United game, I've gone for Neil Malpai to score a goal. Who does he play for? Brentford, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh Sorry. Um, okay, my fourth pick is going to involve the Newcastle Spurs game on Sunday, and I've gone for Isaac. Ah, okay, interesting. Uh, I've gone for Huming Son in that game. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, there's something about Son that I, is almost a bit like picking Haaland. There's just no integrity to it, really. <laughs> Literally, got, I've started off with John McGinn, Neil Malpai, Evan Ferguson, and now you're having a go at me for picking Huming Son. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, a bit obvious, but yeah. I, I like oh, a little bit more depth to my goal bridge, actually. Um, anyway, <laughs> pick five, Man City against uh, Luton. <laughs> I've gone for Alvarez. Oh, good pick. I've gone for Jack Grealish. Good. That's fair. Okay. Um, my defender pick, where you get two points. Or do we get three points for a defender? Three points for a defender. Oh, I tell you what, I'm going purely... I've got a good feeling about this. I'm going purely off the fact that he did score two last week. I've gone for Trent. No, fuck you know, I'll go down. What? All right. No, that's fine. You, you had first pick and you're in the lead, so I'll change that on the fly. That's fine. I will go to... Old Trafford and Harry Maguire. Ooh, that's, you know what? That's not a bad bet against Bournemouth. Yeah. You could see a 1-0, which is exactly why my goalkeeper is a Nana. Wow. The clean God, sheet. You have been on the piss. Well, I was struggling. Time. I was struggling. I, the only, you know, there was a really obvious one to go with Edison, and I thought that's a bit like going for Son. So I thought, I'm not going to just go Edison against Luton. It's so obvious, which is probably what Will's done. Um, so no, thought, no, I've, I've gone for Kelleher against Crystal Palace. Yeah, well, at least we've both gone outside the box there because I think Edison's just a bit too. Oh, they're away, they're playing Luton. You know. I can see Luton scoring corners. This will be the week Carlton Morris scores for Luton. And you haven't picked him. And I haven't picked him, bugger. So I'm winning I'm by two. Feel... I'm winning by two, yeah. but we've got some good selections there. I'll look forward to those over the weekend. And uh, all the games seem to be very condensed this weekend, don't they? Saturday, Sunday, which is good. They're not yeah. really sort of spread out with a Friday or a Monday, which I've got to say. Um, pisses me off <laughs> lovely i uh i really enjoyed that podcast um i really enjoyed the all-time premier league don't forget in the not that i don't enjoy some of them i mean i'm not you know i, I do enjoy all of them but we've got the, um, the, day, the comments are going to be very interesting with your premier league 11s also getting the comments with any because we 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 actually re we actually very nearly did somebody's suggestion which was was it current english premier league side against the current foreign Premier League side who would yeah. win because we did the left foot right foot so we definitely will do that in future weeks and obviously we're, mm -hmm. we're driven by you so give us any ideas of things you'd like mm. us to do on future shows and uh, get your Premier League 11s in as well and any comments and, and, and other stuff maybe you want to talk about Harry Kane or Shearer or there's been some quite controversial stuff in there Brighton, Chelsea will Chelsea get top four lots of stuff Newcastle as well um, Will closing words from you yeah, really looking for, hopefully some of you are there on Monday, last call, few remaining tickets for Manchester. If you're there, when we walk out for the quiz, stand up and shout, ultras, ultras, ultras. Yes, yes do. Yes, do. Um, and vote uh, opportunities like Mark says. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're giving out some presents as well. Well, I think that's it. I, 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 no, nothing more to say other than have a have a fantastic weekend. Um, and don't forget to drop us five stars and some comments and and followers on uh, on the iTunes and the and the Spotify and whatever else you're listening to. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>